Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Vanessa Camacaro is a super talented digital and AI artist whose work was recently displayed in Times Square at NFT NYC. She is an incredible community member who champions the voice of women and inclusivity in Web3. She's an event planner for Web3 Metaverse experiences and an all-around amazing community member, as well as a terrific mom. And with that, Giancarlo and I welcome Vanessa to the stage. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I feel like, you know, you cover a lot already of everything that I do. So I appreciate uh, that so much uh, today. Cool. Yeah. And and so, Vanessa, maybe let's kick it off. If you want to take like five minutes and tell us a little bit more about yourself, your story and background, and then how you ended up coming into the Web3 space. So Jenny already said a lot of things that I do here in this space. I'm also known as men's and mom's of crypto. I am a mom of two little boys and one and three years old. Uh, besides uh, my journey here in Web3, I'm also a photographer and AI engineer student. Uh, after discovering this space and, and AI, it motivated me to go back to school. So I'm not, I'm not only doing art with AI, but I'm also coding and planning to do a lot of applications uh, with AI. Uh, basically, uh, I came here in this space almost three years ago. And when I came to the NFT space, I was uh, mostly an investor. Uh, I decided to take a break from my, my job and just, you know, focus on my kid, become a full-time mom, a stay-at-home mom. And with that, it left me to find, okay, like, what did I want to do now? And I found crypto and crypto left me to the NFT community where I was, you know, so warmly welcome. I did notice that when I came in, there were not a lot of women in the space. And my goal was to, to find them. And uh, with that, uh, that's how we got started with the Woman in Tech uh, 2022 Showcase. Uh, and now I am the founder of the Woman in Tech Museum. Uh, last year, to celebrate International Woman Day, we hosted our first event where we have the three uh, female artists in the space and we have like an all-day event where we host the live interviews. Uh, we, this year, we decided to, you know, kind of do this better and bigger. We hosted our second uh, event. Uh, this one, we have 77 artists. 36 of them were part of NFT NYC. And we had... 33 amazing panel speakers. So we had an event that we celebrated Women International Day, but also we gave so many amazing uh, info, like panel discussions that cover like NFT technology, or how to start your business. And it was able just to 
put all these ladies together and do all this. Uh, but besides that showcase, we've been trying to remain actively in the Women in Tech uh, Museum by giving access to, to everyone that has been part of, of the or showcases to highlight their projects, to do takeovers. Uh, right now, we actually have our area, our gallery, taking over our museum. And last month, we had two or of our youngest artists that are on their autism spectrum. So uh, uh, the Women in Tech Museum is a place to network, um, collab, support other women, and also come together and be heard. Uh, and we always try to be as well uh, very inclusive, that even though that we represent women, we try to you know include our young generations and as well men in the Women in Tech Museum. Um, so, yes. I don't know if I went over five, five minutes. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And I mean, you have so many great things that you've already done in this space, you know, so just from like entering it, uh, you know, initially as an investor, but then I love that goal, right? Of you know, wanting to get more, you know, finding the women in, in, in the space and trying to get more women in tech and uh, man, so cool. Like the, the showcase event and then you have the Women in Tech Museum and so, so many, so many cool things that uh, you've done already. And what I find amazing too is that, you know, you're a mom of two young boys and, and, and a photographer and studying to be an AI engineer doing coding and you're also doing all these events. It's like, I'm like, how, does, how do you do it all? You know, like it's, it's amazing. All right. I want to say that I do give myself time, right? And anything that I kind of set the goal has to be kind of realistic, uh, right? So I, I try not to burn myself out. I try to communicate with others and any projects that I take on. Like, you know, my priority here in the space, like first I am a mom and <laughs> whatever time or I have left, I can dedicate it to other projects. But I try to stay a lot organized, like, you know, I have my to-do list, calendars that just help me keep updated. And also when I come to spaces like this, when I go in other spaces as well, like it helps me um, become accountable for, you know, for the things that I said. Like if I come, hey, I'm going to host this. Like I don't have, uh, like, you know, I have others as well, like counting on me. So it just pushes me uh, to keep going as well. And the, the amazing thing about this space, like, I feel like every day, like, I've really been doing anything because it's been an, an experience that I enjoy so much. So honestly, it feels like I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing, you know. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. And so I know, um, so you, you hit on a few things, you know, you started as a an investor in crypto, which led you to NFTs, you know, you started doing work in um, you know, setting up these events and and the Women in Tech Museum, but at the same time, you're also an artist uh, as well, right? And and so, how did you? Um, when did that kind of like art journey start for you? And and you know, in terms of like when you started creating art, and then actually like uh, putting work out there in uh, as NFTs. All right. So actually, like the first like my first time ever taking an art class was during fifth grade, and. After that, like, I got signed up to Magnus School that throughout, like, middle and high school, I was just in an uh, art program. So from uh, not only, like, art, but I was also in chorus and also a band. I played the trumpet and trombone. So 
uh, I, I love art all around, but at the same time, like, you know, sometimes I just didn't have that time to sit down and maybe draw or create. I've been always like a moving body. Like, uh, so kind of that's what it left me to photography. I, I believe growing up, I have every, every camera and it helped me tell all the stories that I had in my mind. Um, and so around when I was like 22 years old, I opened my first photography studio in my, uh, Miami, Florida, well, Hollywood, Florida, you can say, uh, where I focus on portraits, a newborn, uh, and, and studio photography. And then after that, uh, I took a pause, moved to Colorado, and where that's where the kids and everything came in. So when I uh, found the NFTs, it just made me realize uh, that it was a possible way for me not only, you know, to mend my photography and keep creating, but it also um, gave me an opportunity to make my art. One of my first collections as well was like a digital collection of color uh, burgers. But uh, like I said, after that, I found AI and I think I went down that rabbit hole because it's so um efficient for me uh since i'm always moving i have little kids and even though that i love you know traditional like i consider myself a traditional abstract artist <laughs> you can see all my paintings around the house and i wish i'd be able to touch you know and do that but uh, ai is really helping me to get my ideas out there faster and create and you know kind of explore new as way as well Oh, that's awesome. And by the way, I, I actually lived in um, Pembroke Pines for a long time. So I know exactly what you were talking about when you mentioned Hollywood. And I'm so sad I missed I, I missed out on your studio when I lived there, potentially. But uh, but no, that's cool. I'm glad I can appreciate and see some of your, your artwork now on, on um, in Web3. So um, and, and so that's cool. Like, so you actually, it's interesting because I, I did kind of, was curious, like why I had read you were also a traditional artist and was kind of curious why you made the move to do a lot of the the um, AI type artwork. So it's really cool that it's helping you to just be able to like express your creativity faster. And, you know, since you have so many things going on, that makes, it makes a lot of sense that, uh, you know, using some of these tools um, to, to put the work out there. And I was curious if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, what inspires you to kind of like create your artwork? Like where does some of the inspiration come from? And, what do you think has also kind of influenced the um, various styles that you have, you know, o- over the years? Of course. And I do want to say that even though I do a lot of AI, I'm finding my way now lately, like kind of playing with AIs, right? Kind of like using AI as digital kind of collages, like putting images together. If let's say I have like hundreds of images, I like the eyes here, I like the face here. I kind of put it together. And when it's not together, I'm finding myself that I'm completing all drawings so in the coming days or months you might start seeing like the uh, web process that I'm going to be showing you of what I'm doing with AI but I feel that you know what inspires me over the years uh, has always been like human faces um just you know kind of like um yeah very into like the face so uh, when I when you say you when you look back into my art or photography or AI you're always going to see a portrait or a woman I want to represent and I even all women, but sometimes myself and the thing that kind of have gone through, I feel that, you know, people have not really realized or kind of pay attention. But if you pay attention to like 
So my latest pieces, some of them have some poems uh, uh, attached to it. I like uh, poetry as well. And basically, uh, it's been inspired of me, uh, of my transition of over the years, of what I have overcome from like childhood, uh, not only childhood, like uh, become also being like, you know, an immigrant, being from a different uh, country. My background, I am a, a Venezuelan uh, and I moved to the United States really young. Uh, live uh, most of my life in South Florida. Now I live in Colorado and just kind of see like, you know, the transition as a Latina here and all the things I have gone through, like uh, my childhood, like like I said. So most of my art has been inspired of me and lately it's been more inspired of um, fashion as well. So when I'm doing this models, like I'm trying to see like how would, you know, I dress them up for a photo shoot. Like, I'm trying to get as possible as as a real photo shoot uh, to, through AI and the things that I will explore. I my style kind of has been psychedelic as well and abstract. So you can kind of see uh, within these pieces some abstract and some colors. And then if you go to my older pieces, you might see like more of a psychedelic style. I love that, and I love the way that you're able to merge all of that. I pinned uh, something that is currently in the clay album up to the top so you guys can see uh, just like the level of artistry in that. I noticed you, you just touched on the, the fashion uh, that you incorporate in the art. So in your clay collection, there's definitely a high fashion element to the art. When did you first become interested in fashion? Oh, I feel like, you know, as a photographer and especially like if you're in the studio, like you're kind of like whether you want to get the, the faces or you want to get the outfits. So around, I want to say 2015, I started like exploring that. Uh, one of my good real life friends, he was a photographer and he was into a lot of like basically like photo shoot for magazine, like a lot of fashion. He worked with like uh, straight with boutiques and it kind of like, you know, made me inspire. And also since very young, I always like to wear like this colorful like you know, outfits. And now that I'm older, I feel that I, I have lost that freedom when it comes to like dressing up but like I just imagine how would I dressed up or how would I you know want these models to, to dress so it's like it's all like attached of me thinking like how real I want uh, these models to look but recently also uh, within the art flooring portraits with AI it let me you know to more colors it let me more to outfits and I ran into the fashion DAO uh, recently and I entered uh, their their contest, and I designed five like pieces. Uh, most of them were like accessories, like the hats. I was selected to showcase after, uh, during that week of NFT NYC at their event, physical event in New York, and also at their metaverse event. Uh, basically, I became. Um, now I collaborate with them, uh, with the fashion DAO. So if any, like, you know, company that are looking for, for fashion designs, they can recommend me to create some uh, designs for them. And just because I entered that, it just let me to keep exploring, you know, what now what else can I explore? Like, let me take it to the next level. And I started kind of implementing every other, like, you know, pieces that I did before. 
with the fashion. So that's why you can see like, you know, some of like, you know, you see high fashion, but you can still see my color. You can see like the abstract shapes. You can see the duality uh, because that's what like I've been trying to like, even though that I'm doing different stuff, I want to put all my styles into one. Um, and after that, I also uh, participated in the first AI Fashion Week in New York where I designed like over maybe 40 designs. Uh, so it just, I, lately I've just been kind of creating just, you know, fashion pieces. And I'm, I don't know if I can say it yet, but we have an amazing artist here, Cynthia. She does amazing makeup. So now I'm kind of exploring with her, with her photography and makeup to see, you know, what comes out and we're thinking for a future collab. Oh man, I am so excited to see what you and Cynthia come up with. And I think that's amazing. Like you're really a groundbreaker if you think about it, because you're doing a lot of first and for sure fashion and AI are going to be a thing going forward. I totally see that growing and expanding and you really are positioned in a really wonderful place, I feel. Um, And kudos to you. Like 40 pieces, individual pieces of, of work. That's amazing. Um, on top of everything that you've got going on, just hats off to you because that is inspiring for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's so cool. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's just fascinating some of the stuff you've done and, and yeah, and, and being able to produce that much work and all that. I mean, it's, man, it's very, very, very um, admirable for sure. Um, and I, yeah, I just gave Cynthia a follow as well. So I'll be definitely staying in the loop to see what you guys uh, are able to create together. Cool. Um, so, and the other thing, Vanessa, so I, I, you know, I took a look at a lot of the the work and stuff you've put out there. I mean, I was also just impressed by like the sheer number of, uh, you know, of collections and work that, that you've put out there, right? So like in addition to the one, like the clay collection Jenny had mentioned, you know, you minted uh, a lot of other collections across several platforms, you know, including, you know, Norn Origin, Foundation, Object, OpenSea. Do you have a favorite collection per se? And I was curious if you do, that if you could tell us a little bit more like about that collection and maybe what it means to you. All right. So I actually do have one of our favorite collection. And if you, if you, you know, kind of know me and see the pose every time I show, you can kind of see which one it is. But it's called the Bubble Dreams. And originally it was meant to be like one piece, like only one. Uh, but I have so many collectors that were like, no, Vanessa, like you have to make this a collection, like please make more. So I meant to some of the pieces and I feel that this is the closest to me because it also has some poetry uh, and it feels like I'm kind of letting... So my deepest <laughs> struggles uh, that I'm going through and, you know, it reveals a lot of things about myself if you look at that piece and you read the poem. So the bubble dream piece talk about like uh, this girl that she's dreaming of her bubble dreams and she doesn't want anyone bursting her bubbles because uh, when in those dreams, she can make kind of everything uh, she ever wants to be. So she talks about like, you know, uh, everything that she's uh, become. And I feel like it's just connected to my journey as well here and the Web3 space. I feel like, you know, please don't burst my bubble. There's so many things that still feels like so unreal of the achievements that have been here. So, yeah, this is like one of my closest so far. 
and also voices that will showcase and Times Square has a little kind of more short uh, descriptions, you know, sometimes where you're here in the space, you have those moments that you you start doubting yourself as an art artist and you have that maybe like imposter syndrome and you kind of have those voices, you know, but uh, regardless of those negative voices, I've been just uh, able to focus on the good and the positive and push those voices away. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of still here and I'm still encouraged to do more things. Wow, I love that. And, you know, it's so funny, like I, I, I can relate a lot on that, that, that. And I think maybe probably a lot of people have, because I know a lot of the even other artists we've interviewed, sometimes even very successful artists will admit that like they still have imposter syndrome or go through those periods of like self-doubt. And um, I can relate in some ways that like, you know, there's sometimes where I will, you know, write up a lot of like messages or things to like, you know, in, encourage and, and, you know, try to persevere through those, those challenges or that self-doubt. And a lot of times it's like things that I, I need to like remind myself of, you know, like give myself my own advice. It's like, I know the answers, but I need to like reinforce it and, you know, maybe sometimes put it into my artwork or, or things that I write. So I, I can totally relate to that. And there's some beautiful pieces in, I think, both of those collections. Oh, I think, Jenny, you, did you pin up? Um, I posted up the, uh, the that one um, that she was referencing. So that's like slide two. And then I found the description underneath. Uh, which is what she was referring to, which I, I just read it and I love it. It basically says, bubbles, dreams, don't wake me up from my bubbles, dreams, because I am a lover who cannot feel. Don't wake me up from my bubbles, dreams. So just really lovely. I wanted to read that out loud. Thank you so much. Um, so I actually have more. If you go to the Known Oranges, you can read out uh, the whole piece. But uh, you can also find duality within that uh, those poems as well. Like, you know, in the real world, like I said, she couldn't be like a lot of things, you know, like in the real world, she couldn't feel like, you know, she feel within those dreams, like she could be anything. So just go ahead and check it out. I feel like some of my collections, they're all kind of together somehow. It not only like, it, it shows like, you know, a lot of things that not only myself can be dealing, but also others can be uh, going through as well. Definitely. I wanted to ask you, now that you've been a part of Web3 for some time, what advice would you give someone new to Web3? All right. So since I started here, I always say, you know, don't compare yourself to other projects. Uh, I think that's like one of the first cows that can lead you to, to fail or, or give up, you know. Just try to do the things that you love uh, and do it with passion so it doesn't feel like, you know, you're just working and get burned out and you leave that on the side. Um, always, you know, try to collaborate, come here, join spaces to, to, to learn uh, from others. I feel that these spaces have a lot to offer if you find those spaces that, you know, can educate you a lot. Uh, don't be afraid to explore new technology. This space is moving a lot and it moves faster. And, you know, sometimes, like, I think this goes back to don't compare yourself with other projects. I feel that other things, you know, that a project within one month or week is just going to go to the moon. If we just kind of go back to how uh, real world like projects work, you know, on Web2, sometimes a, a business to be successful can take up to 10 years. So just be honest to yourself. Like, am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I going to be able to remain here, like, you know, for the longest? And 
we're always going to be here. I feel like, you know, I've been here for a while and even though that I take breaks, uh, when I come back, like, you know, I still see a lot of the same faces. So if you need to just take that break, go ahead. Don't be afraid and come back whenever you need. Because this space moves so fast that it can play a lot with your health. So uh, those are some things that I can definitely say. But, you know, uh, the last one, just make sure to uh, connect with others. There are amazing people are here. I think that's great advice. Um, Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I think it really does make a huge difference when you're in the space for the right reasons and you're not just focused on short-term goals. Not only does it help you with not having that kind of burnout because you don't have that unrealistic expectation on yourself, but it also is just savvier business, you know, like if you're creating something that's long-term. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you, Vanessa. I think and so much, so much good advice there, right? And I think it's like the you know the uh, the combination of all these 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 points you brought up, right? Like doing something you're passionate about and you love, you know, and I think that will allow you to still be able to continue doing it for the long run, right? And 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 making sure that you're doing it for for the right reasons. Um, and I think yeah, a lot of the people that are probably still in the space now, you know, that we've been through like this you know, extended bear market and whatnot are really people that I think it's hopefully helped to kind of weed out a lot of people that were in here to just kind of make a quick buck and, and people that are really truly here to like, to be a part of like a community, right. And collaborate and learn from other people. And, you know, I think that most of the, those that are still here, you know, are, are, are from what I've seen, you know, people that are really trying to do it for the right reasons and the right way. So no, that that's awesome. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about as well, um, cause you did touch on the fact that, you know, you've, you, you went down the, uh, the AI rabbit hole, right. And, and, you know, you created a, a lot of work, you know, using AI. Can you talk us or walk us through a little bit of like what your process for creating work with AI looks like, you know, so, you know, how, how do you, how do you go about doing it? And, uh, and maybe some of the work you need to do after to like edit or get things just right. Can you walk us a little bit through your whole process of using AI? All right. Yeah. So my AI, I feel like, you know, since I wake up, I'm already like running images throughout the day. I use like my AI now, like my my journal, like when I have an idea instead of writing on a paper or something, I just throw it like straight to the AI. And if it doesn't make sense, like, you know, I try to make a sense and do I have that vision. But usually like my process, it does involve like a lot of photography. Like, you know, if you're writing a story, if you're creating anything you want to know where's the setting, like, you know, what the model. Uh, so I just kind of like started with those storytelling elements. I add it all. Uh, and then I run images. Sometimes one image can, you know, take up a few minutes. Another one, it can take me days until I get like the image that, you know, uh, that I want. And one of my, I, I feel that one of my style is that I'm very, very detailed image. So if you look through my images, you're going to see like a lot of precise details. So I try to include even those words like, you know, like AK resolution, like movies. Like I even consider like what type of camera would I use? Like, you know, what type of lens would I use uh, for, for this portrait? So it does... Uh, have a lot of my creativity that I can compare to to others uh, of my traditional mediums, basically. Wow, that's so cool. And, you know, it's interesting. I read a thread from somebody the other day that talked about how, yeah, like not only AI, yeah, in some ways it can help people that maybe don't have a lot of experience to start, you know, generating 
you know, creating like artwork or doing things, you know, and, and, and kind of getting a faster start, but that the real power is in like, you know, giving it to the hands of people that are actually already experts in a particular field or type of artwork, right? Because then like, it's cool to see that like you're, you're using that like knowledge you have, that deep knowledge and experience of photography to be able to like generate, you know, the, that, you know, like really, you know, provide like very like accurate, detailed types of prompts, right? To say like, I want a picture with this type of lens, this type of camera, you know, I think that really allows you to take it to like a whole other level. And it definitely shows with like some of the work you do. I mean, it's, it's absolutely fascinating because um, like I personally, I've, you know, explore doing stuff sometimes in there and I'm like, man, but I, I see some people, you know, produce stuff and I'm like, this is, I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's not that easy either sometimes to like get something to like really come out the way you want to. It's like, it's almost a, an art form in and of itself and a science, I think, to, to really produce, um, you know, that, that high quality, that detail and that, um, and really get that, that vision that you have across. So man, it's, that's impressive and so cool to see. Thank you so much. And also, not only that, but uh, as I was mentioning earlier, like I, I'm trying to use other mediums, right? So like digital, like, uh, but I, I do like uh, right now I'm starting like to mix, like, you know, use Procreate, uh, like I was saying, like put things together. If the AI is not creating the image that I want, like I'm starting to draw on it. I'm starting to create like digital images, even I, I believe. Uh, if you go to non-origin, uh, Mr. Blue Jay, I think he's called, uh, he's, he's a digital uh, AI collage, actually. And I, let me see if I can find the video. If I do, I will share it, like my process so you can see it. All right, cool. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about as well, right? So I read that you are a proud member of um, creativeowls.io, a metaverse team, and that you work with a lot of you know very talented people um, to really like push the boundaries of creativity and innovation, right? And I was curious if you can tell us about any cool you know innovations you're working on right now as a part of that team or something that that, uh, that you could share with us. Of course. So actually, uh, the Woman in Tech 2022 and 2023 showcase has been part of Creative Owls. Uh, Creative Owls, he's uh, actually the founder is Eric. He's no, he goes by uh, Creative Owls and he's been hosting Polygon showcases and he inspired me to kind of get started as well and like uh, and the Metaverse event. Uh, it was the first showcase I ever attended. And it blew me away that, you know, you can do virtual events this way. You can get so many artists all over the world together uh, to showcase. Uh, and he helped me design the first uh, environment for last year. And this year he donated our second environment, which is the Woman and Tech Museum. And I officially joined the team. I've been helping him with the Polygon showcases from number one to now to number six that is coming up this month. And now we're working together to host showcases. I'm going to be focused on women and tech and also mental health showcases while he focuses on more like Polygon uh, related events and also gaining partnerships uh, for this six Polygon showcase. We are going to be having a new game, uh, a new environment. It's going to be more like kind of gamify. And it's going to be kind of one of the first environments ever in the space show to have all the features that it's going to have. So I invite everyone, May 25th and 26th, 
on the Polygon showcase and the spatial.io to join us for free. Um, and you're also going to see some amazing artists and a lot of uh, Web3 uh, professionals talking about and giving us some kind of seminars as well. So, yes, uh, there's always kind of exciting things uh, with Creative Owls. Uh, like I said, we have a new partnership with the Box Box that is helping us just create better environments that are going to be kind of one of, you know, first time seen ever and one of a kind. And I'm also working with them for something special for October, which is like mental health uh, again. And we are creating so uh, suits for the metaverse that are designed for mental health only, which can help a lot of professionals like uh, psychologists who are kind of want to spend their business and what three. That's so awesome. And I went to the Women in Tech Museum. And I have to say that, you know, thank you, first of all, for accepting me to speak there. But it had to be hands down the most beautiful and expansive metaverse I have ever walked in. It was so big. Like I literally took what felt like 30 minutes <laughs> just to get like a third into all of the art that was displayed in there. It's humongous. Um, and I had a question for you since, you know, you have so much experience on that side of the metaverse. What has been your favorite metaverse event to help plan out? Oh, wow. I honestly can say that the Woman in Tech 2023 showcase has been my favorite so far because I wanted to raise, you know, uh, the standards I wanted to do better. I wanted, I kind of saw like, you know, what others were doing. Like I kind of saw NFT NYC as my model, right? What are they doing? How are they treating their artists? What type of communications are they sending out? So I actually uh, started planning this for five months in advance. Like I remember like back in November, I already had like, you know, the environment. I started putting it on the frames and then I just kind of focused like, okay, this month I'm going to do the open call after the open call. Like I had kind of uh, deadlines, like I'm going to accept the, the artist and now I'm going to send them emails. I'm going to send them instructions and I'm going to select the panel speakers after this day. Then, you know, when I send the communication, I want to make sure I can provide them tips. I can provide them instructions, you know, how to navigate. I can provide them the agenda. So I felt that this was more organized uh, when it came to marketing. I opened like, you know, an Instagram page. I opened um, a Twitter account. So I feel that this was uh, kind of an event that helped me become more organized uh, and do it the right way. And an event that I was able to put everything that I learned from other showcases into one. Definitely. Now, is Creative Owls its own uh, Twitter handle? Or would you say it would be best for folks that are interested in learning more and getting updates? Should they be following the Women in Tech Museum? Well, I feel like, yes, uh, if you want to learn more about the Women in Tech Museum, I feel you should uh, follow the Women in Tech Museum if you want to see, like, you know, specifically the women that we are highlighting and all the events that we have going on. Uh, that will be a great way. Uh, Creative Owls is like uh, a website where we have all the events together. So you can find from the first event to all, you know, to, to the last one where we have all the resources as well. 
um, Creative Owl, he also hosts spaces, you know, educational spaces where uh, Web3 leaders can come, share their highlights. But in the past, he kind of have given us like, you know, marketing tips and how to kind of grow here in space. So I truly recommend following both accounts because it's totally different. One is art focused and the other one is more like, you know, educational uh, and it covers everything about the metaverse. Cool. And I do see that um, the Women in Tech account is in the space right now. So if you guys scroll down and see it, definitely throw them a follow. And then um, if you get a chance, maybe if you give us the information for the Creative Owl, because maybe my Twitter's acting up, but I'm, I'm not able to pull it up so others can follow them as well. Of course, and I'm actually going to go ahead and pin the upcoming showcase that we have here. You can find more information, and also we're going to have like art, uh, live artist questions, like panel sessions, and yeah, it's going to be a showcase that's just going to has a lot of new things coming up, a lot of alpha. So I just you know invite anyone, everyone to to go there. Uh, it's going to be two days. So, you know, if you cannot make it, you have that extra day. Uh, and regardless, you can always come back and visit in the environment. I always also have YouTube channels. So uh, the shows are going to be recorded. Definitely just threw them a follow. Can't wait to learn more about everything and stay in tune. Same here. That's so cool. And Vanessa, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about as well, right? So on your profile, it mentions that, so you're a mental health leader for the Polygon Alliance. And I was curious if you could tell us a little bit more about like what that role entails and what you're doing in the space around mental health. Of course. All right. Uh, so I want to start off with by saying that uh, Polygon Alliance uh, is a group of individuals that have been here for a while now. Uh, we also have here some members are in the room that are a part of uh, Cynthia but it's a community for everyone that has like over 100 projects and where you can network and collab and different uh, artists and creators from the community have come together and, you know, we are helping the Polygon Alliance by offering ourselves and health. And my role is to be the mental health leader. So since I came here in this space, I always been motivated to um, advocate for mental health. Uh, I, I, I know uh, and I believe and I have experienced others struggling with mental health. And some of them uh, kind of artist utility has been like, you know, they want to make sales because they're struggling with mental health and they need help. And when I came as an investor, a lot of the artists that I wanted to collect from had that a lot of in common. So my first collection, 20% of my sales, I donated to mental health organizations like NAMI and MAPS. And also with HiCC, who's a Metaverse host as well. We hosted in the past a Metaverse events about burnout provisions. I did a partnership with New Sutra, who are professional yogis. And we opened the first our wellness center and spatial where we had like even like yoga classes. We have like therapy for for couples and that just kind of focus, you know, on your health. And my plan is to kind of uh, still raise awareness about mental health. I am not a professional, but I am good with connecting people. So I want to connect people uh, with others, professionals and be a be able to use my resources to see what I can do within the mental health community. I was with the Creative Owls community. I recently posted a blog about 10 tips 
to stay well during this month of mental health awareness. Wow, I love that so much. So many cool things that you've done on the mental health side. And um, that's an area I'm also you know, pretty passionate about. I know there's others in here that are also very passionate about mental health. Jason Chambers is an audience here as well, is, uh, is very big on that, as well as um, you know, some of our other guests. Uh, so I yeah, definitely would like to stay more in in um, in touch around that area and any ways I can help support and um, you know some of those causes. Uh, but that's that's wonderful and it's so cool that you know you guys are looking to do things around therapy that you're you know donating to causes. Um, fantastic, love to hear all of it. Thank you so much. Other question I had for you uh, was you know Vanessa, like maybe you could tell us about any other you know upcoming projects or goals, things that you have planned out for uh, your art career or, or some of your other you know, Web3 uh, endeavors and maybe what else we can expect to see from you in the future. All right. Thank you so much. Um, so this month has kind of been pretty busy and I'm just looking forward to see what's coming next. Uh, my plan is to keep hosting events within the Women in Tech Museum. Uh, I have given the ladies access uh, for them to do, you know, takeovers only. Uh, also, we have a partnership with Paladin Punk that she's down here. If my PSP as a punk uh, and the Paladin Punks are on cyber and they're hosting, you know, I think more than one event on Moly. So not only we have a gallery on Spatial, we also have a gallery on Cyber with the Paladin, uh, Paladin Punk uh, Museum. So I'm really looking forward uh, for upcoming uh, collaborations. I'm looking forward to host a Woman of Polygon uh, event around June as well. And also, right now, if you visit the Women in Tech Museum, we have a Mother's Day uh, gallery uh, highlighted to some of our artists Mama. and the Women in Tech Museum. And also, uh, you can see Faerian take over the gallery. And let me see if I can find Faerian because Faerian is doing something amazing. She's doing... Uh, you can sign up, which is calling all artists, uh, to join the first human-generated art physical event. Um, so let me go ahead and um, share it here. That's one of those things. Uh, and recently, on my art side, I was showcased in Spain, um, Barcelona, and also at NFT in Estonia. Thanks to the amazing Irish NFT girl uh, that she's here. She was one of the creators and made that possible. And uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to see what's next because my agenda here changes rapidly. Uh, sometimes, you know, like I have nothing going on, but by tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I'll find like maybe 20 things to do. <laughs> I love it. You're worldwide and you're also multiversal. It's amazing. Estonia, Spain, and the metaverse. So that's awesome. And uh, this is a really cool opportunity that you just pinned up. So in Lisboa, wow. I feel like there's just opportunities in abundance. So I could see why your your goal is always moving, but kudos to you. And just, um, you know, like for representing not just women and just the incredible like way that moms can still, you know, do all of these amazing things at the same time, but also like really, you know, pushing the abilities of AI and seeing what like you're capable of doing. It's super inspiring for a lot of people. I know I can speak for myself, but I know a lot of people are watching what you're doing, Vanessa. 
thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot to me and actually all the support, you know, and, and everything from the community. I want to say thank you to a lot of the women in tech. Uh, women are here today. Thank you for your constant support. You guys keep me, you know, you guys keep me coming back and accountable for, for the things that I do and just inspire me to do great things for, for all of you. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Vanessa. And I mean, man, I've, I found your story to be, you know, just very inspirational and, you know, you're making me feel like, man, I can, I could do more. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was really cool to learn a little bit more about your, your process, you know, your story, your collections, um, the inspiration behind them and, and all these other amazing things that you're doing in the Web3 space. And, and like Jenny mentioned, you're really pushing a lot of new boundaries and and uh, and really p- helping to pioneer the space, right? And, and and help it evolve, you know? And I think this is still, it's still a very, you know, nascent space. There's still a lot of, so much more opportunity and and uh, it's gonna be exciting to see how everything evolves, you know? And it's and it's cool to be able to connect with people like you that are doing so many things to, to help push it forward and, and evolve. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was really cool getting to speak to you today. I really appreciated having you as a guest and um, and hope you have a uh, wonderful rest of your day and your week. I want to say that I just been also, uh, I was highlighted for Mother's Day student. I'm at school at uh, the University of Advanced Technology and they wrote an interview about me. If you want to learn more about, you know, my NFT journey and also my AI engineering journey, you can check it out. But thank you so much, guys, uh, for coming up here today.